This episode is brought to you by Shank at Golf. Do you ever see a fellow competitor on the course that completely sucks, but they're always surrounded by beautiful women out there? Well, more than likely, they went to shankatgolf.com for their apparel needs. These guys offer extremely high-quality clothing, hats, beanies, bags, anything that will keep you looking sexy out on the course. Use code FOUL44 at checkout and receive 15% off your total order. Keep my eye on you out there and get to shankatgolf.com today. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Podcast Pulp, presented by Foul Language. I'd like to start this episode off with a quote. Begin quote. I've got to make sure that YouTube comes down to tape this. End quote. Michael Scott. But seriously, though. (laughs) But seriously, though. This is something a little bit different. We've got myself, Matthew Chapman, and then we've got Mr. Austin Stanley, who usually does the intros. We're doing. Oh, dude, I'm so pumped! We're doing something a little bit different today. This is going to be something a little bit abstract, if you will. You may call it abstract. You may not. But we're doing a little bit different vibe. Foul language is expanding. We've seen a lot of success recently and it's all because of you all the listeners the viewers on youtube facebook twitter wherever you found us we're happy to be building the brand and we're happy to keep pushing foul language forward and this is the next evolution austin or as i call you stanley tell them about where we are going forward from this and what this is about yeah so dude like i said i'm super pumped to do this um This is something I've been talking about like for a while now, right? Right. We we we've got the sports show. We're a bunch of fucking sports dumbasses, right? And people may agree with our opinions, they may not, but you keep coming back and listening because the stats are there. Trust me, I look at them every day, right? Mm-hmm. So my thought is, why not dive into a friendship, right, between me and you that is well well over 20 years old now well yeah see and i would like to take you fine listeners back to a simpler time back in the days when this friendship was still uh virgin if you will back when me and matthew see this is where our friendship started matthew is i I was always your center right we played football so we're gonna get into sports just for a second we played football. I was the center. Matthew was the quarterback. Uh, chances are, if you're listening to this, you probably understand sports because how else would you have found us, right? So Matthew was the center. I was the center. Matthew was the quarterback. So it started at a very young age that Matthew started handling my testicles. Pretty much, yeah. And you know what? This is the perfect time to say there's no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's called a joke. Mike exactly. Scott. Exactly. And th- there's no, then to put that into reference here, there's no such thing as a way to start an appropriate friendship. That's why it's called a friendship. And yeah. we are. Best the minute friends. that I felt the back of your hand caress the bottom of my ball bag, I knew that we were going to be friends for life. Oh, yeah. And not only that, now we're best friends for life. Yeah. You know, it's it, it was something truly magical, magnificent, shall we say. I'm pretty sure Webster's Dictionary defines it as the fusing of two metals with a hot torch. Well, you know what ours was. It's the fusing of two hearts and a best friendship that lasts forever. Absolutely. 
So, yeah, that, that just gives a basic idea, right, of where this friendship started. So you move forward a couple of years, right? You know, Matthew is now the guitarist in a band that I'm the drummer in. Yep. The so connection's always there. It's always, See, we, we've always had that thing, right, where we're in sync all the mm -hmm. time. It doesn't matter how far we are, you know, what's going on in our lives. We always find a way to somehow be doing almost the exact same thing at the exact same time. Yeah, and it, it's so weird that we've even created a hand signal for when we do it. That's how much in sync we are with each other. And to put this into perspective, because I'm sure those listening probably have that friend out there that, you know, you do things together that you like and you like certain things you you have similar interests but no with us it's like dude i just thought of this random quote no way i just thought of that too dude i just listened to this very abstract song that you'd never think of in a million years dude i just listened to that yesterday yeah. you know it's like or it's like dude i just watched i don't know some random movie for the 40th time dude i just saw it for the 38th time <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 exactly Exactly. But before we get too far into it, I would like to start this episode off right, Matthew. It's the inaugural episode. So, you know, it's it's in the name a little bit. Um, not for this reason, even though this is another thing we have in common. This is our favorite mm. movie of all time. Yep. Exactly. Doing what I just talked about, you know, yeah. listening to the same movies at the exact same time. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I would like to, I, I just opened up a fresh Guinness. So we're, we're about to set this party off, right? I would like to present to you the first ever table reading by foul language. We're going to start off with a little, uh, maybe the greatest single movie scene of all time. Quite possible. It's definitely possible. This is Pulp. Fiction by foul language. Okay, so tell me about the hash bars. Okay, well, you want to know? Well, hash is legal over there, right? Yeah, it's legal, but it ain't 100% legal. I mean, you can't walk into a restaurant, roll a joint, and start puffing away. I mean, they want you to smoke in your home or certain designated places. And those are the hash bars. Yeah, it breaks down a little like this, okay? It's illegal to buy it. It's illegal to own it. And if you're the proprietor of a hash bar, it's legal to sell it. It's legal to carry it. But but that doesn't matter because get a load of this, all right? all right? If you get stopped by a cop in Amsterdam, uh -huh. it's illegal for them to search you. I mean, that's a right the cops in Amsterdam don't have. Oh, man. I'm going. That's all there is to it. I'm fucking going. I know, baby. You dig it the most. But you know what the funniest thing about Europe is? What? It's the little differences. I mean, they got the same shit over there that they got here, but it's just it's just a little different. Example. All right, you can walk into a movie theater in Amsterdam and buy a beer. And I don't mean just like in some paper cup. I'm talking about a glass of beer. And in Paris, you can buy a beer at McDonald's. And you know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in Paris? They don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese? No, they got the metric system there. They wouldn't know what the fuck a quarter pounder is. What do they call it? They call it a Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. So what the hell do they call a Big Mac? Well, Big Mac's a Big Mac, but they call it Le Big Mac. Le Big Mac. <laughs> now, what do they call a Whopper? 
I didn't go into Burger King, but you know what they put on French fries in Holland instead of ketchup? What? Mayonnaise. Damn! I seen them do it, man. They fucking drown them in it. <laughs> well, that was fantastic. And that is that is the first of many scenes that you're going to see with us because we love movies that much that we feel the need to tell the world about how much we love movies and what better way than quoting a bunch of useless nonsense than we (laughs) know more so than anyone else you know what i remember about you more than anything we had miss king's class together in the high school we I had that king. that was the sweetest lady she oh, was fantastic she was wonderful one of my favorite teachers of all time we had uh we had humanities together and i remember me and you knew everything about anything when it comes to the entertainment business like yeah. we knew music movies no one else could hold a candle to what we knew and i remember there was one thing that you knew more than me and like you had it down and I don't remember what it was, but I remember Miss King was even impressed by it. And I remember this quote by you, Miss King, you're going to come to find out. I know, I know a lot of useless facts about a lot of useless things. (laughs) That still holds true to this day. I swear to God today at work, here we, here we go. Getting back into this nonsense today at work, I came up with some pointless bullshit joke i don't even remember what it was oh it was something about shooting a load or something like that i don't even remember but it's an actual fact and i told my boss at work this fact and he he didn't laugh he didn't say anything he looked at me with the straightest face and he goes why the fuck do you know this I was like, dude, I don't know. I, I know this pointless shit like off the top of my head for no reason. I retain the most ignorant shit you can retain. <laughs> I couldn't tell you my social security number, but I can I can tell you what they said in line four of this movie on the script. Like for no reason. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. You know, and that that is that is the perfect segue into what is the rest of this episode, which is humanities if you really think about it i mean at the end of the day we're talking about music talking about movies we're talking about things we love we got some fantastic things to talk about today when it comes to metallica one of our favorite bands my favorite band of all time but i I honestly feel like i'm a little bit bigger fan of metallica than you are yeah i I think you're the you're the metallica super fan uh i think the only person and I, i still don't think he competes because his music taste I have widened his music taste in uh-huh. Alex. I mean, the man does have a Metallica tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He does have me beat there. I do not yeah. have a Metallica tattoo. No, my music tattoo is Ghost. Uh, you know that. But yeah. and, and let's just start right there. Uh, go ahead and give me your top three bands of all time. I know we've talked about this before, but just to give the people a little bit of knowledge on how great our taste in pop culture is. Top three of all time. All right. I'm I'm going to give you the... I, I can't give you an order right off the bat, but two of the three is immediately Ghost and Metallica. Immediately without question. And there's yeah. no hesitation there. For number three, the, it really it comes down to what has influenced me more than anything else because i do play guitar and i've played it for wow about 15 years now actually wow i just realized that and i have got to say van halen 
honestly. I yeah, mean, I can't argue with that. It, it's it's been a while now, but it still kills me. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. That out of all celebrity deaths, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to group those well-known people, his bothered me the absolute most out of anyone. Second was Robin Williams, but he yeah. was not. He was number one. That I legitimately woke up that day. And I, ha- I didn't know that he had passed away yet. I was going to class and I knew something was off. Like the world just didn't feel right. You know what I'm saying? Like when you wake up and it's like, I don't know if it's my equilibrium. I don't know what's going on, but something is just wrong. Right. No joke. Within like two hours of me kind of telling that to myself, I found out Eddie Van Halen passed away. It was the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, I was, dude, it was. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I, I, a, a celebrity death like that that really got to me, and honestly, still gets to me to this day. I can't hardly listen to Lincoln Park anymore. Dude, and I, I think can't. it's. I think it's because they were such a huge part of my childhood. Right. I list like they were the first rock band, quote mm-hmm. rock band, that I really got into. Uh, shout out Alex again. I can thank that man for most of my music taste. You were. You remember that time. I'm going to take a little side question. Sure, do, you, do you remember that time we rode in my brother's S10? It was oh me gosh. and you and him in, in, a, in a single cab S10 in the front seat. Okay. And we went to Walmart. Yeah. We were like, what, 12 years old, 13 years old. Are you are you referencing Slayer when we listened to Slayer in the S10? We we listened to Slayer, yes, but the one song that sticks out to me from that trip is when he showed us Pussy Liquor by Rob Zombie. By Rob Zombie? Yeah, that one sticks out in my head too. <laughs> and what's crazy is I'm pretty sure we listened to those in the same sequence. So we went straight from Rob yeah, Zombie we went to Slayer into Disciple by Slayer. <laughs> Yeah, and the reason I know that that happened is because that album came out in 2008, and so we I would have been 12 then, which means you would have been 11. Yeah. We were listening to Rob Zombie and Slayer in a single cab <laughs> S10 on the way to Walmart in Bristol, Virginia. How much more fantastic can adolescents get? Yeah, we're, we were living the redneck dream, baby. Yeah, we were. And you know what's so crazy? Some of those S10s, correct me if I'm wrong, but they had that little swivel seat in the back. This one didn't even have that. Like, no, that this, was... this was a single cab. This yeah. was one bench seat, and yeah. it was a five-speed to beat it all. So yeah. whoever was riding in the middle was getting their crotch felt up. <laughs> uh, but you know what's crazy is that's one of – we're going off on tangents here, but it, I love it. But those S10s, they—they they, I don't mean to sound like a hick here, but they literally don't make trucks like that anymore. You no. know, like no, I drive one now. Yeah, I mean that's how long they last. Yeah, they last that long. Tell me that these new F one fifty all aluminum eco friendly. You know, and I am I am not one that is against electric cars, not at all. All I'm merely saying is that the parts that they use now simply do not contend with the parts that were made twenty years ago because those cars are still holding up. That's yeah, all I'm right. saying. And you know, talking about an S10, they don't make trucks like the long bed S10 used to be. Do you remember that long bastard? You know how many fat chicks you could fit in the bed of that thing? It you, was unbelievable. That a stack of wood, a canoe, whatever you needed, yeah. a long bed S10 could do you. Absolutely. Story. And it could get you anywhere the fuck you wanted to go, too. Anywhere. It didn't matter. Chevy, Travel. if you're listening to this, bring back the get rid of the Colorado, the sissy truck, the Colorado. Get rid of it. Bring back the S10. 
That's a real man's dream. Which Alex also had. He did. He did have a Colorado. That was, you know, we were questioning a lot of things about him at that time. If you buy a Chevy Colorado, I don't think this world's for you. (laughs) That dude was an idiot. Anyways, all right, so back to the main topic here. Metallica at one, Ghost at two, Van Van Halen at three. three. That's a great list. I mean, that's, that's, that's a guitar lover's dream i mean if you don't know who ghost is and you're listening to this do yourself a favor pause this podcast make sure you come back don't leave us fucking hanging but pause this podcast and i'm gonna recommend a song matthew you recommend a song for them to go listen to about ghost all right you give them yours first you want me to give them mine first yeah um let's let's start off a little bit uh easy because we you know ghost can get a little bit deep they can go wild. So uh, let's start off a little easy. Let's start off with some. Uh, let's start off with some rats. Ah, that was gonna be what I was Ooh. gonna suggest, and Ooh. I was gonna suggest that because the guitar player in me. But that's okay. I've got I've got a couple other ones. That's kind of. I think we can go dance macabre. I think that's kind yeah, that's, of that was that was my other choice. Honestly, yeah. Look at us, look at us in sync, and we're hundreds of miles away from each other. Ready? One, two, three. Get out of my think. fucking head. That's what I'm <laughs> starting to say. Get out of my fucking head. <laughs> I'm already in your head. But uh, anyways, so let's let's move them up a little bit on the ghost ladder. Let's let's suggest a little bit, little little, little, little bit more. I'm gonna go with from the pinnacle to the bit. From the pinnacle to the pit. That is hard to say. The pinnacle. Yeah. To the pit. Yeah. Uh, all right. If we're getting a little bit heavier, if you want to, I mean, if we're going to get heavier, let's just get right into it and let's just go listen to some ritual. Oh, boy. Okay. You're going straight there. Well, I'm going to tone it back a little bit and I'm going to go with Hunter's Moon. We're giving them way too many songs to listen to. Listen, go listen to Rats and go listen to Dance Macabre. You won't, you won't regret it. They should. I would imagine those two are in their top five songs. I think they are. I'm I'm pretty sure between those two songs alone, it has like millions of plays between those two songs. They're actually a really well-known band. Um, they're not. They broke through the, still. Like yeah. they're, they've only been around since 2013. Yeah, they're they're new. They are really new. They just recently. I would say they broke through the underground layer when they did prequel, I would say that was kind yeah. of their breakthrough. Meliora was a breakthrough for a couple songs, but really the album that put them on the mainstream and made everyone aware was definitely prequel. Oh, and then they, and then Impera just blew it out of the water. I mean, there's... what's crazy though, is if you listen back to, to previous albums though, they've been making great music since, since the jump. Yeah, since infest. Uh, how do you say infestism? Infestism, yeah. however you say it. It just go listen to Ghost. You won't regret it. They're on Spotify. Speaking of Spotify, Matthew, uh, let's break some news. Let's do it, guys. We want to thank you all so much. Everybody who's listened to this nonsense for technically this will be like our sixteenth or seventeenth actual podcast first episode of podcast pulp presented by foul language um, and it really shows um, it's not about the money at all we nope. want to make that very very clear because we are starting to make a little bit of money and we can't thank you all enough um, it's nothing crazy but we we want to make this announcement to let you all know that we have officially partnered with Spotify 
um, to, you know, we will have all, as we always have, continue to have all of our episodes published on Spotify. Um, and the more you guys listen, you know, the, the better it is for us and the better we're able to make these video, these podcasts. I'm thinking about the YouTube. I apologize. Right. But no, it, it, we want to thank you all so much because it shows. Like I said, I, you know, we, we do everything. We yeah. produce it. We edit it. We publish it. We do, we do all of it. So it, it's good to see that you guys are really, and gals are really appreciating our hard work. It, it really feels great. Yeah. It's, it means so much to us. And I really want to enforce that anything that is earned from our partnership with Spotify immediately is going to go right back. Into Absolutely. It's no going question. right back in because I, I love doing this stuff do so much that I want to continue doing it. And you know how competitive we are. Yeah. We, we get competitive talking about sports. We get competitive talking about everything you see how, and we've got to talk about this in a minute, but you've seen how easy it was for me to get hooked on to play in, um, what were we playing in DC? Roulette. Roulette. Just, it, when we were at the casino, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it, it, it's the the competitive drive in us makes us want to continue to be the best. And I really think that we can. We just gotta. We just gotta figure it out, you know. Yeah. And it and it starts with these great listeners and all all of you fantastic people that listen every week. We know the audio hasn't always been great. But we we really do believe that we finally got it figured out. So that is just another step along the way. And this is really huge for us. So once again, thank you all so much for always tuning in. And also, don't forget to give these shows a rating because that'll also help us, you know, get into the algorithm a little more. Yeah, it just it helps us. And I I really want to say that. Thank you. I, I know that, you know. Stanley just spoke a little bit to that. So I'd like to take just a few seconds to just say thank you. Um, it, it means so much to us. When we started this in November, I believe it was November, you know, we knew that it would take a little while to be able to begin getting partnerships, sponsorships, and everything like that. And here we are about six months later, and we're starting to see that people really enjoy us. And we do not take that for granted. We are very, very humbled and gratified and honored that people want to hear us speak honestly and we love to do this and anything that we do receive immediately is going to go back into the business and we're going to keep building foul language whether it's this podcast pulp whether it's youtube on foul language rips it it doesn't matter everything is going to be for the people and we're going to keep bringing it to you let's do this stan i'm excited man i'm very excited i'm going to toast the mic i am too Uh, apologize this guinness is for you folks dude guinness is so good it is it is really smooth it's 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 unbelievable it doesn't matter if you get it off tap in a bottle in cans like the big tall cans like we got the uh, caps game yeah Dude, that can we should talk about that. We well, I mean we, we, we put out a YouTube video about it, yeah. but we dude, I had such a good time. Thank you for letting us stay with you all. Oh no, I, it was it was a pleasure, honestly. I think that might have been the best tasting Guinness of my life. I mean, just the atmosphere, like everything was just perfect. Like taking taking that first sip, 
looking over Capital One Arena and watching dudes hit each other in the face while on a sheet of ice with you beside me. Just fantastic. Oh, yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect. And then, honestly, that casino, shout out to the MGM uh, National Harbor. Is that what it is? It's in Maryland, right? Yep, MGM National Harbor. Yeah, dude, that place is fantastic. Yeah. Dude, that one place that was right next to the restaurant was like a freaking nightclub. Where? Oh, yeah, I do remember. The one where we saw the dude bet $500. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that was insane. This dude, this dude, we were watching March Madness, uh, getting some whiskey sours. Got to get a couple of sours in you. Uh, But, yeah, this dude on on, uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, whatever it was, made a live $500 live bet on Florida Atlantic to beat Memphis. And And at the time, I think they were down six. Yeah, they were down. And he made that bet. And they, no joke, hit the buzzer beater, as anyone that knows that saw it to win. And this dude, I saw him look around the bar. And, you know, he couldn't really celebrate with anyone because you don't make that live bet at the sports book when it's like six, you know, when it's like six minutes left. He did it on his phone. So he was like, who do I celebrate with? Who who do I tell? But there's no one I can tell. Nobody nobody understands. (laughs) That was crazy. But yeah, going back to the gambling part of it, when when I got on that hot streak, you should have slapped me in the back of the head for leaving. Yeah. Number one. And number two, we should have went back to that same damn table. Yeah, we should have. I don't know why we sat at the the table we did because it was not hot at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, but we were, dude, we were doing so good at the first one though. I mean, think about it this way: my goal when I leave the casino, I, I, if I leave with money in my pocket, woohoo! But my goal is just to literally go there and have my alcohol paid for through my winnings. That is my goal when I'm at the casino. Yeah. Anything else is just icing on the beer it's the perfect situation it's the perfect situation because you can which i do wish and i'm curious when we go to vegas how many casinos are going going to allow smoking inside you mean cigarettes or like vaping because i I don't all of them dude that's gonna be perfect yeah the the only thing and they really don't even frown upon it you can smoke weed inside if you want to but it's like it's not frowned upon it's just like hey go go do it at the slot machine buddy you're at the craps table you can't do that the penny slots are that way go take your weed over there sir but no it's you're gonna love it dude like um, we've got the plane tickets all we need is just for the date to be here and we are taking off i know and you're gonna if you enjoyed mgm dude you're gonna freak out when we see caesar's palace like it's it it's it i i don't even have words honestly it's gonna take your breath away yeah i'm gonna blow a couple paychecks while i'm there (laughs) Oh yeah, I yeah, me too. I expect everyone to. Honestly. Dude, we gotta we gotta go to a card shop out there though. Oh yeah, and there is a few actually. There's there's collectible stores, uh, card shops. There's all kinds of things out there. They also have that uh, uh, horror museum or whatever it is. Well, they have a horror themed bar. Oh, do they really? Yeah, I'll show it to you. It's uh, it's uh, what is it? It's called like um it's got a name to it anyways it's like it's like horror themed and then it's also 80s themed so it's like slasher and 80s you know michael myers jason that type of thing but it's really cool they got that they've got like different theme bars like that 
I think my my favorite well honestly I can't even say I have a favorite bar <laughs> my favorite way to get drinks is literally just sit at the blackjack table and they're free like you drink as much as you want when yeah. you it's like you you honestly no joke this is the honest truth for anyone that has not been to Vegas before if you really wanted to you could go to Vegas for a long weekend and leave without spending a single penny on alcohol that is the honest truth like it's it's not given away, but it's like as long as you look like you're gambling. Hey, rum and coke? Yeah, sure. How much? Oh, on the house. Uh, it's on the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited though. The house is reserved. The house that I sent you the other day uh-huh. is reserved. Um, really? Yeah. Oh. So we're that we're 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 you know one step away, and then we are on the flight there once the day gets here. Yeah, I'm I'm drinking on the flight. Like oh, I'm, I'm, Allegiant I'm, Airlines better be prepared for yeah, what they don't they don't know what's about yeah. to hit them. Once Tito Fitty gets on board, <sighs> that's it. Game over. It's over. Yeah. Everybody's drunk when Tyler Harris gets on the plane. <laughs> I hope he's listening to this right I, now. I do too. I do too. If you don't hi, know Tito. Tyler Harris, go say hi to him. He'll buy you a drink. Yeah, that's Tito fifty for you. Good guy. You just gotta find him in the wild. Yeah. He's like a an abstract phenomenon, formerly known as Tyler Harris, but has now evolved into Tito 50 V Max. Yeah. That's his ultimate evolution, <laughs> which is the perfect segue. Let's talk about cards. Rainbow rare Tito 50 V Max. <laughs> That's when he's super drunk. Yeah, let's talk about some cards, though. <laughs> Are you alright? <laughs> oh, you're killing me. It was hilarious. Okay, seriously. All right, let's tell. You want to? I mean, we just released the the YouTube short, and yeah, you, I think like, we should talk about that. Honestly, pull, pull it up real quick because my my phone's in the other room. So pull it up because I would like to know how many views we have at this point. I can tell you that. So while I'm pulling this up, I'm going to give a little bit of background on this. So. In addition to uploading full videos to our YouTube channel, we also do shorts for things that I wouldn't say necessarily long video worthy, but it's like, let's get to the action and kind of just, you know, let people watch the packs and we'll do a voiceover or something like that. This particular video took off immediately upon uploading it to YouTube. I think it was the quickest we've ever had to hit a thousand views. And... As of right now, we are exactly at 1,168 views, and that was just uploaded a few hours ago. That's the quickest video to 1,000 we've ever had. That was a big goal for us, honestly. And you know what? It shows that people are starting to find us more, honestly. I mean, it got 53, 57 likes oh, wow. so far. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really cool. I think we're starting to really come into our own, honestly, and we're starting to kind of find these niches, so to speak. Like, yeah. who else do you know uploads shorts with the cantina theme from Star Wars? That's that is that is us. And you know what's so funny about that? We joked about doing this years ago. You remember? <laughs> we, would, we would sit in the, the Madden Ultimate team, and we would talk in Xbox party chat, and we would just 
you know, start playing the can yeah, the can song. Yeah. And it became a thing. It became a thing. It's yeah. so funny to me. It's isn't it crazy how life just plays out all the time. It's just okay, do you believe in past lives? Life uh uh will find Finds a way. A way. I fucking you know, love Jeff Goldblum. All right? I do too. He he's great for uh, uh, apartments. <laughs> that man is like that. Might be the most well dressed human being on the face of the planet. If I could dress like Jeff Goldblum every day, I'd be the most well known lawyer in Washington D.C. <laughs> man, fuck Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> what was that on stuff? Is that Apple Apple Express? Express? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh. Okay, no, no, serious. Do you do you believe in past lives? I I don't actually. I assume you do. I do. Explain deja vu to me, though, and and the I, way that you understand it. In the way that I understand it, it's not a past life. Like when I say past life, I mean something set, like. I was physically someone else, you know, a hundred years ago. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that is what deja vu is, but I think it is a past experience, like on my equilibrium, my wavelength of life, so to speak, that I have experienced before that I'm now experiencing again. But I don't subscribe to the theory that a, I had an actual physical set being a hundred years ago. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Right. And, and I think yeah. we're kind of on the same page because I believe that, that deja vu is nothing more than something wired into your DNA. Yeah. Uh, because think, think about it, a person that, that has, think about it. Okay. If you go out and you get bit by a snake, right? You, you're a child. You don't know what snakes are. You have no clue. You go out and you get bit by one and you almost lose your leg. There's going to be something in your brain, in your in your chemical composition for the rest of your life that when you see a snake, you're going to be absolutely terrified. Okay. So explain things like arachnophobia to me, right? right. Why, why are people born seemingly scared of spiders, scared of snakes, scared of water, scared of the dark, things like that? Yeah, well, that, I think, is two different arguments. I think the first part of your argument, we're saying the exact same thing, just in a different way, right? That it's, it's, an, it's an ingrained experience that we have experienced based upon some variation that we're now experiencing it again. But we're, we're, I don't think either one of us are saying it, that a, us, like our physical human self, experienced it like a thousand years ago. I think we're saying the same thing there. Yeah, yeah, and then, I, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, and then with what you're saying about arachnophobia, I think arachnophobia and being a murderer is on the exact same line, so to speak. There are certain things that are just ingrained in people for whatever reason. And, you, you know, you only, you have free will at the end of the day. Like there, there is a path in life that I believe that was drawn out for you. And it's your choice at the end of the day, whether or not you veer off that path that's already set for you with free will. And I, what I'm getting to is I think that that choice to deviate from the path and go on free will is already ingrained in you the exact same way that arachnophobia is. 
That's what I believe. Do Do you believe that it it's possible that it's just a chemical imbalance in the brain? I do. That, and I, that certain yeah. brains of your part, either or parts of your brain. I apologize. The Guinness is working. Um, certain parts of your brain overwork themselves or underwork themselves, which causes your temperament and and the way that you carry yourself and the way that you react to situations be way different than somebody who has a, you know, I don't know what it's scientifically called, but a perfectly balanced brain. Yeah. I think that's the same thing with people. People do have serotonin and dopamine deficiencies. I mean, there's no way they don't. Well, that's what causes anxiety and depression. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, every brain is chemically different, different. And there's, there's no way that someone can say that we're not which is why there are chemical imbalances and you know i'm not a psychologist or a, a brain surgeon but i am a lawyer <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> but but no but seriously though um but i i do think that everyone's brain is made differently and it's so crazy that within that that one i don't even organ i guess is what you would call it there's so many different things and variations that make up this human as we call them and humans are responsible for 99.9 percent of catastrophes on earth and you know we did this at the end of the day right you're absolutely right and you know i would like to take a few steps back and and i would like to put this out there um for me personally um I do understand that mental health is a serious issue. Oh, yes. Uh, and anybody who denies it is very ignorant. So I would like to say that you can always get a hold of me somehow, some way. Uh, if you just need somebody to talk to, if you're out there listening to this, and hopefully this you know, makes your day a little bit easier for a few minutes, listen to us talk about nonsense. But on on the for real, for real side of things, dog, if you need somebody to talk to, just give me a shout because I, I would I would love to talk to you. I, I, I have dealt with these problems myself. I know a lot of people who have a lot of people extremely close to me. I know you have too, Matthew. So oh, yeah. you know how serious it is. You got to have somebody to talk to. There's no problem. All you men out there listening, ask for help. There's no shame in asking for help. And I will always be here to listen to you. So if you need somebody to to just talk to, you can always reach out to me. Yeah, absolutely. And exact same for me as well. We do talk a lot about funny stuff. We talk about serious stuff too, like this. And this is this is definitely serious. So please, everyone, reach out to someone, whether it's us, we're always available, or those that you know that you hold uh, near and dear to your heart, but just reach out to them. Let them know you need help. And, you know, we're always there if you need us. And don't forget, if you need a lawyer, just call Matthew P. Chapman. Located in the heart of Washington, D.C., 1629 K Street. He'll give you a hand job. No. Oh. And see. <laughs> so, uh, no hand jobs? No. Okay. However. Oh. I would. Okay. I would like to know what the funniest thing about Europe is. <laughs> you got my hopes up there for a minute. That's the only thing you got up. Anyways, so what were we talking about a few minutes ago? We were talking about... Um, cards. 
cards. <laughs> yeah, how yep. did we get off on a tangent there? I don't know how we got around to that. But yeah, yeah, the YouTube man, you were doing a fantastic job on the editing. I would just like to give you a round of applause. Thank you. You do a fantastic job. Everything is in-house. It's like local restaurants that make their own ranch in-house. We make our own editing in-house. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best way I can put it. Who has the best house-made ranch? It's got to be Texas Roadhouse, right? Yeah, I don't even think anyone can compare. It's Texas Roadhouse. They have a couple of the best things. I also think they have some of the... Are they the ones with, like, the buttery rolls and the, the brown... Oh, butter. yeah, the cinnamon butter, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God almighty. I will Let... say, though, the last time I ate there, mm-hmm. I got a little bit sick. Um, I, Uh-oh. Yeah, I could not remove my ass from the toilet seat for more than 15 minutes. That sounds like you setting some super glue, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's going to stop me from going to fucking Texas Roadhouse? No, it's Absolutely. not, because that shit is delicious. Honestly, dude, we I would I would be satisfied with going to Texas Roadhouse and saying, Yes, I'll take three baskets of rolls, some ranch, and some of your finest cinnamon butter. And and I'm set. Like just leave me be. I may not feel the best the next day, but just leave me be and enjoy my moment. Do you know how much better everyone's sex life would be if you could bring that cinnamon butter into the bedroom? Do you know how much better life would be if we could just introduce that to the world? Like, I feel like it would solve all of the world's problems. The secret to life is Texas Roadhouse's cinnamon butter. Quote. I'm going to be dunking my nuts in cinnamon butter from Texas Roadhouse. I would be dunking my life in in the cinnamon butter. Quit trying to direct the conversation away from my balls, please. I'm trying to have a serious conversation here, and you're just ignoring me. I am not ignoring you. I'm furthering the conversation for the listeners at home, both here and afar. I disagree. You disagree? Yeah, I disagree. Well, you know what? The cinnamon butter from Texas Roadhouse does not disagree. You wearing that Jameson shirt right now? I get $20. (laughs) Please tell the story of how you acquired this Jameson shirt. So, so we were leaving. We were, we were leaving Capital One Arena after the after seeing the hockey game, and that was when we were going to go to the MGM. Right, it was right after leaving the arena. Yeah, we were trying so, to find the Uber. Yeah, we we're trying forever to find an Uber, and I guess it was so. I don't even know the word overrun with Uber finders with Uber finders. So whatever you want. To All right, call hold them. on. Hold on. I'm okay. going to let you go back half of a sentence and try that again. <laughs> so the area was so overpopulated with, I don't know, people waiting to find an Uber that we couldn't find our own uber like it was like one would come and then they'd cancel and then they'd be there and then they'd cancel so we decided all right all of them seem to be telling us to go to f street i think it was so we're like let's just walk to f street from here and we'll find one name a better road i would like to live on f street <laughs> All right, so we're making our way to F Street. Yeah, we're we're going to F Street. F Street is actually located in the center of downtown Poundtown. <laughs> it is located in the heart and soul. <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to F the Street. Anus of <laughs> so, 
So we're going to F Street. And on the way to F Street, it is, what was it? Was it St. Patrick? It was. It was St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And so, you know, everyone's got their green shirts on. They got everything. Carol and I had tried to find something St. Patty's Day at Walmart and Target, but we could not find anything. So I just happened to look down and I see this green pile of something. Uh, And I had to do a double take. It is DC, so it could have been human shit. It it could have definitely been human shit. There's no way about it. That's why I had to do a double double take. I said, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, what is that? And so I looked down, and upon smelling no human shit, I realized it was something. It was a shirt, and it was the most perfect comfortable my size out of all things yeah what like what are the odds (laughs) yeah not too big not too small just right jameson shirt it it is it is comfortable i wear all the time i think i've maybe not worn it a full day like two times since you've left and that was two weeks ago (laughs) (laughs) so it is just it was the perfect shirt ever it was not human defecation i'm so glad i found it i'm glad it wasn't shit you know every time i think of jameson i think about um my 21st birthday Oh boy! I was going through some stuff at the time right? when we when we went out to Quaker State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that 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 bartender made? Because we just wanted Jameson. Remember, I think we took a Jameson shot to begin with, mm-hmm. and then they, he made some kind of drink that was mixed with Jameson. What was it? I don't remember. Honestly, it was fucking disgusting. Whatever it was, it was horrible. And he was like, "Here, you'll like this. This is my specialty." And we were like, "Do not tell anybody else that that is your specialty." Yeah. Uh, No, but I'm just kidding. I would like to give a shout out real quick while it's on my mind to the two greatest bartenders to ever walk the face of the earth, and that's Chives and Sleek. If they somehow find this. Like, I hope they get the most referrals from this podcast. Shout what, out to what's Is that at the Vendu? Yeah, it's at the Vendu in Charleston. And it's the it's the only place in Charleston, South Carolina named the Vendu. So if anyone is listening and you want to go to Charleston, South Carolina, go to my favorite rooftop bar, second to the guy that invented the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> no, no, my favorite rooftop bar, the Vendu, and ask for Sleek and chives they'll know who sent you they'll know who sent you that was the uh emergence of tito 50 that was where tito 50 was born yeah sleek and chives i have never drank so much hennessy at so much of a discount in my entire life i I have a video of that night of where we said and i quote give me a kct heavy on the Hennessy and I took a video okay imagine look look at if anyone has just a regular sized cup with them you know how you've got you've got a cup and there's that line at the very tip top before you get to the end of the cup at the top that's where the Hennessy was and then the remaining fingernail length from that line to the top of the cup was what comprised of Sprite and lemon juice. The best thing is, is I was, I was well past the point of starting to get dazed 
before we even went to the Vendu, okay? Yeah. And we drank at least five KCTs and beers and other other alcoholic beverages. Do you remember when I went to the bathroom and you guys, there was just a shot sitting there in my I seat when that. I got back? And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> and then you all went to the bathroom and I was like, get him two shots. And then you all came back and you're like, fuck you. Yeah. Man, that was a great trip. Yeah, but that, yeah, yeah, it got you a free Jameson shirt. I did, and you know what the thing is? Is I I don't I like Jameson, but I'm not crazy about it. But I am crazy about this shirt. That is for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. If uh, every every time you've Snapchatted me since I have left your apartment, I've been, been wearing, wearing that shirt. <laughs> it, I'm, it might just be save Snapchats from the same day. You don't know. <laughs> And then I've got it planned That's out. That's true. How did you know what I was going to ask? Because we're in sync at all times. It's... It all comes full circle. Yeah, it does. But yeah, I guess my top three bands of all time would probably be Metallica at number one, uh-huh. Ghost at number two, and Tool, who I'm going to be Ooh. seeing for the second time this September in Louisville, Kentucky at the Louder Than Life Music Festival. So pumped. I'm so excited for Ashley too. She she is a huge Limp Biscuit fan. Oh heck yeah. And they're gonna they're headlining or I think they're co-headlining on Friday, maybe it's a four-day right. festival. But I'm so excited for her because she's gonna lose her shit. It's you wanna be- hear you wanna hear my Fred Durst impression? Yeah. Yeah. Do it one more time. Yeah. Do it one more time. Now do it, and then add a boy to the end of it. Yeah, boy! You know who you just were? Who? Flava Flav. Flava Flav. I'm gonna get it now! Yeah, boy! (laughs) William Frederick Durst. William Frederick. Can you believe that Limp Biscuit is as old as we are? No joke. Like, not like actual William Frederick Durst. <laughs> their, but like their albums. Yeah, yeah. Like his it the first one came out in ninety four. So it's older than I am. And you are. I just realized that. Yeah. Yeah. We're as old as a limp biscuit, whatever that means. But anyways, back to like I want to talk to you about Metallica for a second. It's a special day. Do you know why? Why? Seventy two seasons. The newest song and single from Metallica released today. And it is, you know, this is essentially like, how do I put this? This is Thanksgiving for me. Like this, there, there is Thanksgiving where you have the feast and you're with your family and everything. And then there's Metallica release day. And it's just, this was the, the, the yams. That is what today was. Ooh, God, I yeah. Love yams. yeah. And you want to know how much I love Metallica? Not I'm as getting, much as I love yams. That well, it might be. <laughs> I got tickets to go see the worldwide premiere that they're doing in theaters. Yeah, I got tickets to go see that. So I'm gonna listen to the full album a full day before it actually releases in theater. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Which brings me to what I want to talk about with you. So I think me and you can definitely say that Death Magnetic was the album that really started Metallica for us. Is that, is that fair to say? Absolutely. We discovered that album around the same time, thanks to you, 
Um, because I didn't know the album was coming out. I, I can specifically remember this. It's one of those life changing, life turning events, right? Or core memory, as Gen Z says. That's right. the core, it's a core memory. Uh, I, I didn't know the album was coming out, and you, you were like, Have you heard the new release from the new Metallica song? We were in like eighth grade, I think. Yep, we were. Eighth so grade. I was like, No, I didn't at the time, I didn't even know how the fuck to find new music. Like, I was still downloading shit off of LimeWire and accidentally downloading like some chick fisting her asshole. Right? Oh, and your parents were happy about ruined that. Ruined the family. They'd say, Alex, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just a young little boy. I don't know about that stuff. <laughs> Anyways. So I didn't know about it. So I was, you played it for me on YouTube and I was like, I was mesmerized. Literally, I think it came out maybe the next day or something because we were hanging out. We went to FYE in the mall. Shout Dude, out I remember this so shout clearly. Mary. I don't remember who took us. Dropped us off at the Bristol Mall. That is now the Hard Rock Casino. <laughs> Dropped us off at the Bristol Mall and we went to FYE and bought Death Magnetic. We both bought a copy. Yep. Dude, I, I remember that clear as day. Like that is one of the most clearest memories. Like I have earlier memories of us, but I think that's one of the most clearest memories I have of us. Yeah. And you know, I remember I remember the first single I heard from Death Magnetic. It was Cyanide. Yeah. And I, I remember where I was when I heard it. I remember everything. We were in the what is now the equipment room, but at the at the time it was the eighth grade locker room for football at yes, right at the end of the football field. Remember yep. Nathan Sandberg to, or no, it wasn't Nathan Sandberg. I think Nathan Sandberg got blamed for it. <laughs> Somebody took a shit in the shower in that locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Nathan Sandberg get blamed for I don't know. <laughs> for all we know, it could have been a ref that had to go, and he was like, hey, I'm the shower. This is the perfect place. No one will think about this. Uh, that belongs on Family Guy. It does, but seriously, though, I remember we had that, that cheap stereo. It was like someone just got this from their grandma's basement and brought it and said, hey, these eighth grade football players are like this. And then I remember it was the most like non-clear staticky thing, but turns out that non-clear staticky thing was cyanide. And, and I just, I fell in love ever since. But this is, this is getting to, we're laying a foundation for what I'm going to ask you. So we've got the first four singles from 72 Seasons, Metallica's newest album, out. I want you to... If you're about to ask me to compare it to Death Magnetic, I'm going to punch you in the face because I was I'm not thinking about this today. I'm okay. not. I'm okay. not. I'm going to ask you to compare it to Hardwired. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay. I can <laughs> I, do that. I can do uh, that. I loved Hardwired, honestly. Um, real quick, what's your favorite song on, on Hardwired? Go on three. One, two, three. Moth, Moth into, into flame. flame. God Dang. Off, okay. <laughs> that was not scripted. I promise. That was not scripted at <clears> all. <throat> but if we're comparing the two, just the body of work so far. Well, here's what here's what I want to do. I want to stop you right there. I don't want to compare it as a body of work so far, but I want I want to let the album release. I want to compare the first four singles, which I which I remember which they were, to the first four singles we have from 72 Seasons. Hardwired first four singles were Hardwired, uh-huh, Moth into Flame. Yep. Um 
Atlas. Atlas. That's right. That's such. That's a great song too. Dude, I forget about that song sometimes. That's my second favorite. That's a great song. And then the third one was Confusion. Uh, no, it was um. Stop breathing and dedicate to me. Oh shit! Yeah, I, honestly, that was probably my least favorite song on that. It was. It was weak. It was. It was the weakest way to end the album, honestly. And oh, you're me and it terminates to me. Oh my goodness! I don't have my phone on there. I would just look. Dun, 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 dun. hold on. I'm working through it. Now spit out the bone. Spit out the bone. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, now I, I'm going to be honest though. If I I would be lying if I said when that single dropped that I was not obsessed with it. Oh yeah, I I was obsessed with it as well. Um, but I tell you. My favorite from that album is Moth into Flame, and then it's Atlas Rise, and then it's Now That We're Dead. That is my third favorite off that yeah. album. Uh, James wrote that song about his mother. Real, yeah, it's about, isn't it about him and her dying, and now that they're dead, they can be together, yes, right? Like, exactly. just like the lyrics say, yep. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, uh, but it, before we get too off topic here, uh, the first four singles from Hardwired were Hardwired, Moth Into Flame, Atlas Rise, and Spit Out the Bone. Mm-hmm. So now we've got 72 seasons. We've mm-hmm. got, um, you're going to have to, you're going to have to remind me, they're still too new. If Darkness Had a Son. If Darkness Had a Son. Uh, Lux Eterna. Yeah. Great. That's that's I think they're they're seemingly getting back to their thrash metal roots. Yeah, and then screaming suicide. That was yeah, other. yeah. I, I I guess for me personally, the way that I enjoy music and the type of music that I like to consume is a little bit faster most of the time, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit heavier. So for right. me, so I have a I have a way that I want to do this. If you don't mind. Oh yeah. Okay, we're gonna go in order of how they released like each one that released and you tell me 72 seasons or hardwired. And then, and then you give me your in-depth analysis like you're about to. Okay. 72 seasons because of the thrashiness to it. Uh-huh. the, the speed James, James, I will say James sounds better in Lux Eterna. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so here we go. Hardwired to Self-Destruct or Lux Eterna. They were both the first single released from each album. Which one do you like more? Go. Lux, for me, it's Lux Eterna. And it's for, for that reason alone that I just said, is the music resonates with me better. The, the faster pace to Lux Eterna, the more thrash metal vibe that it yep. has. I think the riff is way better on Lux Eterna than Hardwired. I honestly don't even think it compares. I think... Uh, they're both great songs, and I'm a huge Metallica nerd, like big time. I think Lux Eterna honestly blows it out of the water, and I'm not just saying that because you know that's the hype album right now, and Hardwired was released seven years ago. I, I firmly think that Lux Eterna is—it's not even close. All right, so second one, Moth into Flame or Screaming Suicide? Moth into Flame. I agree completely. I think I think of the four singles that Metallica re- released so far from 72 seasons, I think Screaming Suicide musically is it's the least for me. I, I agree with that. It's my least favorite by far. 
Yeah, however, I want to point out that the message behind that and what James said about how this was him dealing with his own mental health problems, you know, going to rehab, checking in and out and everything, and him just screaming help, so to speak. I think that the message is perfect, and I'm so glad that James talked about that. I do want to reinforce that because that was just coming from him, you know, big, bad, you know, Mr. James Hetfield, my idol, honestly. I think that that was great. All right third song uh was atlas rise or if darkness had a sun honestly atlas rise atlas rise i think i gotta go atlas rise as well maybe maybe at this point it's because i haven't had enough time to really digest the the new the four new singles so Uh far um, I don't get to listen to music as much as I used to with my new job and sales and everything. I'm yeah. not out and about as much. Uh-huh. So it might change eventually uh, the more that I get to listen to it. But as of right now, I think it's Atlas Rise. Yeah. See, I know Joke Between the Four Songs have probably had about 30 listens to each song. I'm not even exaggerating when I say that. <laughs> that is that is the honest truth. That's That's how much I love Metallica. But I've got to say... The riff on Atlas Rise, the da 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 I mean, that's just, it's it's iconic, honestly. And if Darkness had a son, the, the, in, the beginning riff, it's it felt like it was missing something, honestly. Like, I felt like this is one song that they should have taken a little bit more time with, and they could have had something perfect. I think that the breakdown in If Darkness Had a Sun, like the riffage at the end, I think that's heavy, I think it's great, and I love it. All right, last one. 72 seasons or spit out the bone. 72 seasons, and I've only listened to it maybe four times. Yeah. And it just got released today. <laughs> I, I know. I think I think 72 seasons blows spit out the bone out of the water. And I also think that 72 seasons is my favorite single that they've released so far. I, I, I agree. Lux Eterna, I I disagree with that. I think Lux Eterna is my favorite so far. But like I said, I haven't got to digest the music and because you know how I am. I that's why I like Tool so much, is because yeah. I dive really deep into the lyrics to kind of yeah. like I'm like, why did he write this song? What meaning does this song have? And then you run into a song like Pepper by the Butthole Surfers, and I'm like, fuck me, I don't even know to start yeah a song right a song like lux eterna it it, it's like it's like when fear inoculum by tool dropped right i still don't really know what that album is fully about and i don't think i will know for a very long time because that's how maynard james keenan is and i feel like james hetfield has always been that way look at master of puppets right that song has such a deep meaning to himself personally that nobody really i mean people obviously know but if if you're not a a huge metallica fan you probably know master of puppets but you don't know that it's about james hatfield's drug addiction you don't know it's about his alcoholism yeah like he doesn't straight out come out and say it like a lot of music does nowadays where it's like you know very blunt like there's a reason that these artists are the way they are they they want you to sit and consume music they don't want it to be easy for you i think i think the and i do not mean this like like in a bad way i mean it in a good way when i say this i think the hardest album i've ever had like trouble listening to was fear inoculum like i i honestly had that is the one album 
like when a new album releases, I like to sit and listen to the full thing, beginning track to end track, because that's how the artist intended it, in my opinion. That is the one album that I failed in doing that with, to be honest with you. I had to break it up into, into three songs, take a break, think about it. Three songs, take a break, think about it. Three, three songs, take a break and think about it. I remember specifically, I was driving from Charleston to go see Carol in Blacksburg. And listening to those nine songs took up like five hours of the trip. Right. <laughs> no joke, because you just had to sit there and think about it. And you're like, oh my gosh. Like the line about uh, finding uh, Ponce de Leon's Fountain of Youth. Right. Like that, that just... Oh my God. Well, you look at a song like Lateralis, right? Yeah. And we're going to get off on tool for a second, but look at a song like Lateralis. And this, you really got to look into this to understand it because I'm not going to, you know, describe it well. But the way that Maynard wrote that song, right, is in, it's basically linked the lyrics and the, the timing of that, the lyrically timing of that song. Is perfectly in sync with the Fibonacci sequence. Yeah, now tell me another human that could write lyrics using math. Not only did he write lyrics using math, but he wrote lyrics about the downfall of humanity. Yeah. And, and, the, and the downfall of, of, of people. While using math. While using the Fibonacci sequence. That's, yeah. that's why Maynard James Keenan, in my opinion, is a top five lyricist to ever to ever grace us with his gift of art yeah and honestly tool is art honestly it's not it's not any it's not just the normal lip. It's well, it, it goes back to what you were just talking about people want to be spoon-fed and and me and alex talk about this a lot people want to be spoon-fed they don't want to have to work for anything no. right they don't want to have to they want to sit down and listen to something and i'm not talking bad if you're a fan of these bands but it is what it is. They, they don't want to have to work for their enjoyment. They want to sit down and listen to people like little peep, right. Or, or somebody like uh, in, in the rock scene, somebody like five finger death punch, for right. example, they don't want to have to work for it. And that's the thing with tool and a perfect circle and Pussifer and Metallica Baroness. I can nine inch nails. I can go on and on and on about these bands that, you really have to put the time and effort into enjoying these bands to enjoy these bands. Yeah. And the perfect example is lateralis. And I kind of want to explain the Fibonacci sequence before, before we get too off track here. Essentially this, the Fibonacci sequence is the first and second number equal the third number, the third and fourth number equal the fifth number and so on and so on. So for example, you know, talking about what we were just talking about, sit down and listen to it. The first lyrics are that is black. Black and white are yep. all I see in my infancy. Right there. Red and yellow then came to be. Like, it's insane. Yeah, but what's crazy is the syllables in that. Black is one syllable. Then is one syllable. White are is two syllables. So you've got one plus one equals two. All I see is three syllables. So Two plus three equals five. Five is in my infancy, which is five syllables. And then the next one is red and yellow, then came to be, which is eight syllables. So five and three is eight. And it just goes on and on. Yeah, it's insane, it's, man. I mean, we I just went through like what, like twenty. This this words. is this is a this is a seven and a half minute song, too. Yeah, of that. And I mean, dude, it's just he's he's an he's an artist. 
he really is. He really is. He's up there with just people that I put up there lyrically as some of the best to ever do it. He's up there with Bob Dylan, uh, Chris Cornell. Yeah. Um, um, uh, oh my John Lennon. Um, yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. People Tupac, like that. Honest. Tupac. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I would put Tupac up there. No, I think if Tupac was still alive today, which some say he is still, I think he would thrive. I in, think he lives in Mendota. I could see that. <laughs> see that. <laughs> no, no, but for, and that's something that I would like to explore. And I think the guest that we uh, had an Instagram conversation with today, mm-hmm. I don't want to give anything away because I'm really excited for that because I, I, I love him to death. We, you know how that is. But if that would be a great, uh, p- topic for us to talk about with him is you know exploring what we know about hip hop because I'm gonna be honest he has a lot to do with the type of hip hop and rap that I love. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I think what would be a great conversation with him would be the top ten greatest lyricists in hip hop according to him. Honestly, well I mean, you know who number one would be. I already tell you that one. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that's no question about that. Yeah. Actually, let's go ahead and call it out because he'll probably be on the show soon when a certain artist comes on uh, this show that we've been talking to. Just know that his number one. I'm not going to give it away. I'm not going to give it away. Yeah, yeah, but well. I think it's tech nine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to predict this and then we're going to come back on the episode when he's on it. And we're going to say, see, time- I told you so. <laughs> I'm stamping. It was an hour, 16 minutes and 57 seconds into it. We said tech nine. Damn right. I'm tech Nino. Yeah, man. But no, I, uh, I've really enjoyed this. Dude. I'm, I'm having a great time with this. Yeah, this is great. It's just, it just flows. It's just natural. Like we literally don't, have too much like set up i mean we have a basic structure for how we wanted to do this you know but this was just more or less you know me and you coming on and kind of just talking about life honestly that's that's what that's what podcast pulp is about it's a little bit different than the regular kind of setup we do which is you know this is a segment so to speak in the foul language brand right absolutely i hope you guys have enjoyed it don't forget to give us a rating. Don't forget to, uh, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. You can find us everywhere at Foul Language, Foul Language Rips on YouTube. We hope you we hope you have enjoyed it. I'm going to set a question on this episode. So make sure you, you look into that. Answer that question because that's going to have a lot to do with what our next episode is about. Matthew? Yes. Anything you would like to say? I just want to take a second to honestly say this has been great. You know, this is, have you had, for those that are listening, I, I kind of compare what we do to the show first we feast on YouTube. You know, they have, they have a bunch of different brands and things like that, that they do. And it's all under the first We Feast label, like Hot Ones. Everyone knows Hot Ones. Right. But I, I think what we're developing here is something truly special. And Podcast Pulp is going to be a great segment or pulp, so to speak, into the Foul Language brand. And I, I'm really excited for it. And I think everyone that's tagging along for the ride, you're going to be really happy with what you see. And you're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I would like to end this episode with a question for you, Matthew. Okay. 
Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date, but after a year to make love, she still wanted you to wait? But you say she's just a friend. But you say she's just, just a friend. friend. Oh, baby, you. You got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. <laughs> <laughs>